All right, all right, all right. Um, welcome back to the Casey on the Beach show. Uh, this is going to be episode four. And, you know, I apologize for the long delay that I took actually trying to get back to this. I had some family issues and things like that going on. Um, my woman was sick, so I had to tend to her. Then my daughter got sick. My son got sick and my other daughter got sick. That's what happens when the kids go back to school. It's back to germs. Um, so uh, this episode is going to be a probably uh, kind of the same. Uh, I wanted to try to make it a little different, but I'm going to just stay on the track that I've been on and just uh, keep the success rate running with that. Um, so first of all, let me start. You know, I got to do my plugs. So uh, you can follow me at Casey on the Beat on Twitter, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation. And now you can also tune in to the Casey on the Beat show on Stitcher Radio as well as iTunes. Then I also have a, a, a WordPress page. So my blog is www.caseyonthebeat.wordpress.com. So that's K A E C E. O-N-D-A-B-E-A-T dot WordPress dot com. So if you go there, you should be able to see, you know, the things that I'm doing. Uh, got things on there about some of the plants I grow. Everybody, if you heard my last couple of podcasts, you know, I was growing marijuana. So I got that on there uh, with pictures and things of what the plant looked like. I was trying to get some feedback. I haven't received any yet. But I was looking forward to receiving feedback. If anyone know what type of, you know, marijuana plant it is, you know, they come in different uh, strains. So I was trying to find out which one it actually was. Um, Cause I think it's, uh, I think it's called Indica, 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 something like that. But I, I, I believe it may be that one. Um, and then I think the other, the other one is called, uh, no, it's not Stevia via something like that um so yeah I, uh i was growing that so i was trying to make sure that i knew exactly you know because i i got the seed from my son so he doesn't know exactly where it came from and things like that of course most people don't um but yeah i was trying to make sure that i knew exactly what it was so i was trying to pinpoint it so for all you enthusiasts out there, you know, enthusiasts that deal in that type of weed blogging and things like that, if you guys could give me some help with that, I appreciate it. Um, also, I got, um, I just put some tips on there for like, uh, and which is a great segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about, which was uh, acid reflux, heartburn, things like that. I have a... Uh, recipe on there for this plant that I grow called uh, I think it's I believe it's called calendula the calendula plant and um, it's kind of like um, I don't want to say a mum what are those little guys called uh, I know you they look like mums I just can't remember marigold that's the name of it marigold it's, it's similar to that um, so basically I got a recipe on there where you could take that particular plant and um make tea out of it to help with uh, acid reflux um, because I'm a sufferer of acid reflux, GERD, uh, heartburn, whatever you want to call it. And I was taking medication, this, this medicine called omeprazole. And um, for some reason, I noticed with the omeprazole, you know, I was happy to be taking it because it wasn't, um, it was keeping the, Acid reflux away for, I want to say, one pill would last like a whole week. Um, but I was supposed to be taking it when the, uh, my, my GI doctor gave it to me a couple of years back. I think he gave me like 40 milligrams or something like that to take daily. But the, the stores, now that they carry it over the counter, they don't actually sell it that high. And I think it's only either 10 or 20 milligrams per capsule or uh, pill, tablet, whatever. And um, 
So I noticed, you know, I was taking it, but then I noticed my digestive uh, flow wasn't flowing as it should normally and, you know, two, three times a day type of situation. So I said, you know, I wanted to try to back off that and try to find a more natural way of uh, handling it. So at first I tried, you know, apples. I know apples help with it. Um, uh, It's apples. Uh, chamomile tea. Uh, it's, it's a couple of things, but I tried. I tried some, and the only thing I actually found out that really works for me was the apple sauce. I can eat apples, but it doesn't really take it away fully, because um, it just jump back. I don't know why, uh, but I would. Uh, Take a cup, put some applesauce in it, and basically eat out of the cup, eat the applesauce. And um, that'll, that'll actually take it away pretty quickly, faster than actually eating an apple. Um, and then the next was, you know, I wanted to try this calendula plant. So I, you know, got seeds back in the spring from Home Depot. Um, and I really didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't really know. I was like, what well, the plant? looks pretty decent you know i was like i'll just grow it because i actually i grew it because it said it uh deterred aphids so i actually mixed it in with my strawberry plant because last year my strawberry plant was eaten by aphids and i had aphids everywhere and you know it just didn't it wasn't really working out that well for me so what i had to do was uh try to find a deterrent without using chemicals to kill the aphids so they said the aphids didn't like the calendula plant so i actually planted some and two of my uh hanging strawberry plants and then in my uh square foot garden bed they didn't do that well at all i didn't even see any produce or come up in the square foot garden bed but they grew real well with the strawberry plants um so then when I actually looked it up, because I was like, these are some pretty decent plants. And I said, let me look this up and see what this actually does. And that's when I saw, you know, all the things it does, you know, for the skin. You can use it for a topical, you know, um, the heel burns and cuts and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's really crazy. Um, just let me see. I actually got it listed here on my page. Yeah, you can so so you can make a tea, uh, lotion, soap, oil, or a salve, a healing salve. And basically, you know, to me, I think that you know, for for the price of the seed, it's actually pretty cheap to get something that works so well. You know, and you don't really have to go out and spend no real money on it. You just buy the seeds. I think a dollar and eighty eight in a pack or something like that. And then plant them. I think I planted them in May or June, and they really started to sprout up. I want to say around July, I started to get a lot of flowers, and I started cutting them. And, you know, they're still growing, and we're going into October, and they're still popping up, popping up, popping up. Um, so as they grow, I cut them, bring them in the house, uh, let them dry out. You know, you can make the tea whether they dry or rather you just took them straight off the plant. But the reason why I kind of let them dry out, because after I rinse them, you never know what type of um, little micro bug or anything like that is actually on it. So what I normally do is go ahead and um, let it sit for a long time before I actually make the tea. Although, you know, the you know boiling the water and stuff like that may kill the bug, but I, I, I don't want no floating bugs in my tea. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a... You know, one of the things that I actually have on my blog, uh, the latest thing, and then, you know, I had a, the, the Winter Stash article where I talk about the marijuana that I'm growing with the photos. I actually, and I also have some photos of some of the uh, can, canning uh, foods that I actually canned, um, stored in my garage, not my garage, in, in my basement, um, some jellies, pickles, um so I'm still working on getting that done. I, I haven't really been on the up and up with that, and I, I think that's kind of my fault because I've been wrapped up into so much that I just haven't ha- really had the time, and I've been losing like a lot of my tomato crops because I'm not really focused on actually 
um, what can I say? Uh, I'm not focused on storing it and, and putting it away and saving it because I said I would can them. And that's cool, but I actually haven't had the time to, to can anything. And I was eating a little red. I got some cherry tomatoes. I was eating those. And, you know, that kind of get old pretty soon. Like once my cucumbers died out or whatever, I kind of stopped eating salad. So I need to get back on track with that. Um, because eating healthy actually helps with acid reflux as well. Um, so if, I don't know if I've ever said this, but, you know, currently – I've been a vegetarian this whole entire year and it's actually made one hell of a difference. You know, I said to myself uh, and I I tell my story to everybody I come in contact with. If you really are weight conscious and you want to lose weight, change what you eat, please. Again, if you want to lose weight, change what you eat. Some of this meat and stuff like that out here, it's not good for you, period. It's really not good for you. It's not meant for you to be digesting that. We're not animals. That's the first thing. So whoever wanted to create the first burger and stuff like that, that's fine. I don't have nothing against meat eaters. I'm not one of those type of vegetarians. Me turning into a vegetarian was a preference for health reasons because I'm also a diabetic. So I said to myself, well, being a diabetic, the first thing you really experience it takes your life is heart disease. So with that being said, I have to cut back on pork. I have to cut back on red meat, you know, and I also have to watch my cholesterol. Now I am a shrimp eater, but we don't really purchase shrimp that often that I probably fear cholesterol from shrimp. Now eggs, I'll admit that is something. And I've been trying to switch over to the, uh, the the egg whites the and the things that come in the, the carton uh because my mom's a vegetarian and that's what she actually eats um egg substitutes and things like that so I'm I'm trying to switch over to that it's just kind of difficult for me because I even you know I cook with eggs so like when I do my bacon and things like that I put eggs in the food so I have to find some way to substitute that to you know so my cholesterol won't be sky high. Um, other than that, um, you, you, like I say, you want to lose the weight, you have to change how you eat. You have to, uh, people, a lot of people say work out, work out, work out. But if you working out and you're not eating right, it's really irrelevant. I mean, it's not going to work out for you the way you want it to. You're just going to burn it off and eat it back on, burn it off and eat it back on. So my advice is. Try the vegetarian diet. Also, I stopped drinking. So, therefore, with that, like I'll say this year alone, I had probably five drinks. Now, if you know me personally or you've seen me on a social scene in the past, you know that's not me. I'm Mr. Papa Bottle every hour, you know. So, I had to stop that because those empty calories build up. You know, it's a lot of carbs in all actuality and a lot of calories in a shot of alcohol. So I said to myself, I'll stop that. I'll stop uh, drinking and change my diet. And so far, I probably lost between 20 to 40 pounds, to be honest. Um, I'm fitting clothes that I, I couldn't fit before. You know, I was like, oh, these these pants are too tight. You know, this shirt's too tight on my belly. Now it's no, it's no longer tight. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, are you okay? You, you look sick. No, I look healthy. Why is it that when we lose weight, we look sick, but when we fat, we look healthy? Think about that. <laughs> really, think about that. But, yeah, so if you want to lose the weight, change your eating habits. Change your social habits also, too, because that would that, that, uh, actually fix a lot too if you around a lot of people that like to go out and eat and splurge and oh let's go have steak and lobster in it you don't want that change your your social scene you know hang around people that's health conscious it'll help you and tell you yo that's not good for you you know because you got to save yourself out here nowadays man america's not out here to save you they're out here to make money and their main you know money maker is pharmaceutical and Drugs like that and weight loss programs and all of that shit, man. But you're not going to lose anything trusting in them and trusting in anybody that's in the social scene that 
has a high ass metabolism rate that's going to just simply burn off fat while they standing there. You know, so if you have a low metabolism, change your diet to a better uh, diet so that you can live healthy and live long. If you have kids or grandkids, anything of that nature, so that you can live long for them. So, okay, so we're going to go out of that. Now, it's something else I wanted to talk about. And I don't know how long I can actually talk about it because I actually don't have all the facts on it. Um, But I was reading an article, and it was about um, this place. I I, want to make sure I get the location down packed and on one because if not that won't I you know won't really credit me like that and I don't want people to think I'm out here just sh- shooting this shit uh Switzerland okay so it's a place uh, uh, in Switzerland it's a uh, I guess you want to say a business or uh, let me see the European Organization of Nuclear Research so this place called CERN C E R N and I was reading an article that they, um, the place was founded back in uh, 1954. And basically what they do is they deal with physics. And, you know, they actually, they built this machine. I don't know the name of the machine offhand, but they built a machine that's supposed to form something called the God particle. All right? Um, and I was, when I first seen it, I seen the, the machine a long time ago, a long, long time ago, um, when they were first started it. Uh, and this is this is probably ten years. Ago. I don't even. I don't think it's even been. It may have been ten years. It may have been less than that. I saw it somewhere. I was zooming through and I saw it. Um, and I didn't really know fully what it was. I know it had to do with protons and things like that. But they built this machine that's supposed to make a god particle. So I, if I'm if I'm mistaken. Please let me know uh, on the, on my blog site, or you can email me at uh, the Casey on the B Show at gmail dot com. Uh, but this particular device is supposed to reinvent, or not really reinvent, but you know, uh, basically do the Big Bang theory situation all over again because they they're trying to figure out how life came and you know how we became you know from that one boom and um basically from you know looking at this article I saw the other day and you know by no means and I try I'm trying to you know act like I'm a a scientist or a physicist or anything like that I'm I'm going based on what I've read and then I saw the video to it. Um but they it on I believe tomorrow on uh September twenty eighth, twenty fifteen, they supposed to be trying to create a pinhole sized black hole. Now for those that don't know what a black hole is, I don't know if you ever seen the movie when you were a child, but it's a black hole in space. And when I say space, I mean space off of Earth in the galaxy far, far away. Some may be near, some may be far. And no one has ever known what's on the other end of a black hole. So it's kind of like a tornado without the vortex, I want to say, in the full body. It sucks everything in it, but you don't know where it goes. So... They want the want to create a pinhole sized black hole to try to figure out, hey, where the hell does things go when they go there? Now, I'm kind of concerned as just not an American, not a 
citizen of the world, but as a human being, why in the hell are they doing this? The repercussions is crazy if they fuck up. So, if this pinhole size black hole decides it doesn't want to go anywhere, right? Because to my knowledge, they've never done this, done these things before. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, the crazy thing is a black hole is meant to be in space. Why are we creating one on Earth? Because I'm not sure if anyone's really into... I'll give you an example. Well, I can't even say this is an example, but like I watched the movie Fantastic Four the other night and they had something similar where they wanted to go to another dimension. So the guy created the device to go to another dimension. First you had, uh, what is his name? Doom. I think Doom created it first, but... He didn't know how to get back or get whatever item he sent to another dimension back. So what ended up happening is the, the little boy, I forgot, his, the, the guy that plays the rubber band man, I don't know his damn name. Um, he was able to create a device to make it come back. So basically, to me, this is what it sounds like CERN's trying to do is find out what's in another dimension. Now, you know, I know this shit may sound scientific, like like sci-fi, over the head, over the top. But I, I just want to know why. Why do we care? As people, why, you're a human being. You're not going to live to be a thousand years old. So I understand in your short period of time on this planet, you're 80 years, 90 years at the most, 100. Um, why are you trying to play God? Why are you trying to play Allah or any other entity, whatever you choose, see fit, be it to believe in? Why would you do that? There's no reason on this planet to put a black hole on this planet. Period. Period. You know, and I'm like, with all these crazy weather patterns and shit like that, how do we not know, as people of this earth, that this isn't created by them? Now, don't get me wrong. I know they say global warming is their fault. But a black fucking hole? I I, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, that's not how I envision my way out, you know, or I don't think anybody has envisioned their way out by being sucked into another damn dimension. And you can't go home like, really, that, that's what we want. I, I don't understand because that should be a world vote, not a country vote. You know, because if you could fuck up the world by doing that. What say does everyone else in the world have to say about it? How do you get the, the last say on that? You know, and I'm just like, these people are fucking crazy. They're fucking nuts. What purpose does it serve? That's just like saying if you can bring back a dinosaur, you would. Why? What fucking purpose does a, a fucking dinosaur serve in today's society, I don't give a shit what continent he live on. So all the Lost World Jurassic Park movie shit, okay, that's fine. But when you start trying to really recreate the will, you're going to fucking get a fucking broke peg somewhere in that bitch. Because to me, this makes no sense. 
It makes no sense. Now, I do understand that some of these scientists, because you can't have science and religion in the same goddamn room. I understand that. But goddamn it, man. I mean, whether you believe in a God or not, what purpose, if you already know what a black hole does, which is a fucking tornado on steroids, why do you want to create one? Why? Why? I, I, and I wish that I can talk to the, the, the idiot that said this would be this, this would be nice because no, no, no. It's not nice. It's not funny. It's not fun. It's not educational. I don't give a fuck what research you get from it. You can kill yourself, jump off a bridge a million times, okay, and loop yourself through that damn black hole. Nobody else should have to suffer for the shit that goes through your mind or the peers that hang with you that decides that this is the proper thing to do right now. Because if I can't see my daughter anymore because of you jackasses, I would be pretty pissed off. So rather I'm dead, rather I have a soul, rather Jesus comes back or whomever the, the, the person is that's supposed to save us, I, it doesn't, that shit's irrelevant. Like, yo, that's not the way anybody envisioned themselves leaving this planet. The infatuation with Mars and all this other shit. Like, yo, that's a personal preference. If you ask me, hey, do you want to go to Mars? Fuck no. I don't. And I don't have five friends to do. Now, I don't know if that's a black thing, but shit, I got white neighbors. And then we never discussed that. So it ain't a black and white thing. That's all I'm saying. It's not a black and white thing. It's a personal preference. So, I mean, shit, if you ask me, do I want to go to the moon? Yeah, I, I would love to go there, to be honest. But that's a little closer than Mars. So. No, I, I just think, you know, this whole sp space exploration shit is going a little bit too far. I, you know, I was a Star Trekkie when I was a kid. I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I know that's blasphemy, but it's true. I love both Star Wars and Star Trek. I'm just not a diehard fan that I'm just going to run out here and with a, a fucking lightsaber in my, my hand and a long ass, uh, uh, what them folks called, uh, uh, monk coat. You know, I'm not going to do that. And I'm damn not going to press on my chest and think that I'm going to end up in another galaxy from pressing on my, pressing my, my, my chest muscle. Um, so... Yeah, that shit is is kind of crazy to me. You know, tonight was supposed to be the blood moon night. <clears throat> I went outside. I saw the moon before, you know, when it was eclipsing. And, you know, they even said that, you know, tonight would be a, a horrible night. You have a lot of death and everything because of blood moon, you know, blood red. People are going to kill a lot of people, things like that. I, 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 I doubt that shit happened here. And I'm in Washington, D.C., so um, you can go ahead and run out there and kill somebody if you want to. Your ass is going to jail the next day. So, well, that night, because trust me, you won't get away. There's no purge shit going on here the way they got everything locked down. Um, but, yeah, I went out there to try to see the blood moon, but it's so fucking cloudy. It's like, ugh, I can see the eclipse. And the minute the fucking blood moon comes, clouds come every goddamn way. And I'm like, damn, I can't even see the blood moon. Because I wanted to take a picture to be able to post it on the blog, but it don't look like I'm going to be able to do that. Um, so, yeah, if you, could, if, if you could see it, you know, congratulations to you. I wish I could have viewed it because I actually don't really pay attention to that type of shit. Half the time, I'm not really into those type of things, but I thought it would be good to actually see if, you know, once in my life, you know, before I pass off. Um, so yeah, didn't get to see it. I saw the eclipse before I probably see the eclipse after, but after that, I probably won't even be able to see it anymore. Um, until the next time we get one, if I'm alive, uh, I don't really know the date of when the next blood moon would be. Uh, let me see. 
Um, I had it pulled up here. Uh, let me try to. Somebody already. When is the next blood moon? Um, let me see. When is the next lunar eclipse or blood moon? Yeah, people wanted to see it though. It says okay. According to NASA, the total, the next total lunar eclipse will be on January thirty first, two thousand eighteen and will be seen in Asia, Australia, and North America. Great. So we get another chance to see that. So in the next supermoon, we'll get a supermoon this year, October 27th, uh, which is great because I think I'm, I might prefer the supermoon because I think that's the one that everybody always take pictures of and be standing and acting like they're holding the moon. Uh, but the next supermoon blood moon in lunar eclipse is a rare occurrence that has, hasn't happened for 30 years and will not happen again until 2033. So hopefully I'm alive in 2033 so I can see this. I don't see myself not being alive, but yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's, it's actually an awesome sight. I saw like part of the moon, like it was red and dark. So you could kind of see it, but like I say, you probably could have saw it best if the clouds wasn't out there. So... Um, if you saw it, that's that's the uh, that's awesome. If you can email me some pictures, if you got some pictures out there, I really, really, really would appreciate it. And I will post it on my blog on um caseyonthebeat.wordpress.com. I'll I'll post them there so that everybody can see them. And I also post whoever sent it to me. Um, again, my email address is the uh the Casey on the Beat Show at gmail.com. And if you send me the pictures, I'll go ahead and post it onto my page and, you know, give you a shout out. Thank you. And things like that, you know, because I, I really wanted some wanted some nice pictures because I wanted to show my daughter. I keep saying I'm going to go out and buy uh, um, a telescope. So me and my kids, we had one, but it was broken. Sometimes one of the mirrors was broken. So I said I was going to get another one. But living in a city is kind of tough to actually get a decent view of the sky at night because all the goddamn street lights it's like you're not doing anything but looking at a bunch of light so I didn't really want to waste the money if I wasn't going to make a trip out somewhere to actually go out into a field and you know look at all the stars and things and uh, get those pictures and stuff for the kids um, it you know I had something else I was think, thinking of too you know, I was saying to myself, you know, I've been talking about job interviews and things like that and the way that my life been going. And it's actually been hard, you know, trying to land a job now. And I don't know what the hell is going on out there, but it's getting extremely hard to, you know, to to. It's like catching a goddamn taxi as a black man. You know, it's almost impossible to, to find a job nowadays. Um so I'm still pushing and pushing and pushing to try to find something because, you know, having a family, a big family, you know, you, you have to have that money. Um, but it was something I wanted to bring up that was actually kind of comical as well as kind of it's serious, but it's funny. Okay. Beards. Are they a workplace preference? Is it okay to go on an interview with a full beard? Should you cut your beard before the interview? Or should you just take it with you? Now, in this past two years, I done had to cut my beard about three to four times. Now, because I've only really had about that many interviews where I actually had to go in three or four times, which is really weird. That's fucked up. Um, but everything else is phone, 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 phone. I don't know what that is about. So, but, you know, I was trying to find out, is it really necessary to cut your beard? I don't think society knows how long it takes some men to grow a full fucking beard. And every time I go in an interview, I'm like, these sons of bitches better give me this fucking job because I cut my beard. 
Like, I, I, you know, I'm not out here looking like fucking Teddy Pendergrass or no shit, but I mean, damn, I mean, cutting my beard is something major to me now because I'm going bald. So at going bald and all you can do is grow hair on your face because you're not getting it no more on your head and you're not getting any younger. Why do I have to cut my fucking beard? I don't understand it. I mean, I know that some say it's corporate, you know, when you going into a government building or a government place to get a job and things like that, you want to kind of keep it corporate, right? But then when I was working there, I saw the people that worked there look like shit. And I'm like, well, I guess you got the job already, so it doesn't matter to you how you look. And then I was like, okay, I can cut it, then, you know, get the job, let it grow back, right? So picture this. You cut all your shit off, so you got a butt-ass naked face. And for some, that's just not cool because everybody don't look okay with a butt-naked face. So you cut it all off, right? You start to let it grow back because you went to the interview. You start to let it grow back halfway decent. And then they say, yeah, we're going to bring you in for a second interview. You're like, fuck. I got to cut this shit off again. So you cut it off. You start to let it grow back and you hoping they call you back and say, yeah, you got the job. Right. Then they call you back in for a third interview. You're like, God damn it, man. A whole year done went by damn near. Because, you know, they, they, it take them some time to actually sit there and um, go through, I, which I don't, I never understand it, you know, like to weed out the people they don't want. I just think I've been in that position, and I'll tell you right now, they're full of shit. They're full of shit. It doesn't take no time to do that. I can do that shit in five seconds, you know, to be quite honest. If I interview 10 people, I know who the fuck I want when I first interview. But, you know, that's just me. I'm analytical, so I already know, you know, what your strengths, strengths and weaknesses are. So I know, you know, that, yo, I, I don't want this guy because of this. I don't want this guy because of his availability, you know, things like that. You know, so when they're telling, telling you that, yo, um, we're going to set you up for a second interview, that shit takes like two months. Then they get your second interview and you're like, OK, it's two months. I'm broke as fuck. Did I get the job? No, we're going to set you up because um, now we're going to let you go ahead and sit and talk to the GM or the director or whoever the fuck. And you're like, God damn, man, six months later, all your fucking bills done piled up. Shit's everything's fucking turned off. Cell phone, cable, all the, every fucking thing's turned off. Now you don't have shit. And you really, you know, back home with your moms or some shit. Like you're like, yo, I lost every fucking thing. Then they finally call you and not just you're losing everything. You're fucking cutting your beard. Like, what the fuck? So they finally call you. It's cold as fuck. Dead of winter. Yeah, you got the job, man. Great. 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 Thanks. I, I, I fucking lost everything, including my beard. And you're just now fucking calling me. Child support payments done piled up. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you owe Pepco. If you got Pepco, which is Pepco is a uh, electric company, so you owe them. You ain't got no internet. Had to sell all your shit. Car got repoed. You skinny as fuck because you ain't got no food. Now that's not why I'm skinny, but I'm just saying, you know, some people out here skinny because they ain't got no food. So I ain't making fun of you, you know, nobody. They ain't got no food, so don't take this the wrong way. But yeah. But then they finally call you eight months later or some shit like that. To tell you you got a fucking job you apply for in January and it's fucking August. Like, really. That's how bad that shit is, man. That's how really bad it is. And when I see people sit up there and say, man, I can't wait to get off. I'm like, shit, nigga, I can't wait to get on. Fuck is you talking about? You never know how it feel until you in a situation where you ain't got no job to actually fucking appreciate the job. Because I remember when I worked at Best Buy, I worked there for seven fucking years. That was a hard-ass job. But you know what? I got up and took my ass there. I called out a lot if I was sick or something like that, legitimately sick. But I never bullshitted because I loved that job. Because I knew people that didn't have shit. 
And I see a lot of people complaining, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, oh my God, it's Monday. I don't want to get the fuck out of here. I'll perk up like a new flower in the fucking spring to get my ass in the job on a Monday morning. I don't know what the hell wrong with y'all, but money is everything and it make the world go round. So while you sitting there complaining about it, that's, that's just crazy. That's just my piece on it. But I'm tired of fucking cutting my beard. I'm really fucking tired of cutting my fucking beard. Like, seriously. Seriously. And then, you know, they keep watching it grow back. And, you know, sometimes I want a little lint on my face. You know, I, I, I don't want to be naked face. I mean, shit, I just don't. My woman don't find it attractive. You know, she just don't find it attractive. She said, I got funny looking lips, so I got to keep a mustache and shit like that. And I can't keep a mustache without my beard because the shit just, it go together. I ain't, I'm not out here, like I said, I'm not Michael McDonald's, no shit like that, a doobie brother, no shit. Fucking ZZ Top. You know, I just got to clean, you know, a little, little, little something, small something on my, on my face that I just want to keep. And I'm just tired of cutting it for people that ain't fucking hiring me. You know, so, I mean, maybe I need to leave it on my face. Maybe if I look like shit, they'll hire me because... Clearly, when I'm clean cut, you know, fresh out the barber, clean cut, suit, straight pressed, shirt pressed, every fucking thing, everything match. I'm like, boom, fucking Donald Trump. And they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and continue to review other candidates. And if, you know, if, if you seem to be the great fit, then, you know, we'll give you a call. Yeah. All right. Heard that one time too many. All right. Um, now, so we all know what season it is. Fall is in the air and it's beautiful out. All right. Beautiful. I love the fall. I'm in love with the fall. I'll say probably more than I am the spring. I hate the fucking summer and I hate the dead ass winter. Fall and spring are the two best things for me because I get to see plants grow and I get to harvest plants and watch them die, unfortunately, praying that I can get them to grow next year. But the summertime kills my shit because it's too fucking hot. And the wintertime kills my shit because it's too fucking cold. So I think I've done embarked on being a farmer because I think I do love both spring and fall and I'm in the bed and we having a threesome. So with that being said, you know, the beautiful colors, the orange, the browns, the yellows and uh, dark greens and things like that. When should you actually start dressing like it's fall? Do you wait till the trees turn to, to start wearing your browns and shit like that? Or do you start soon as the fucking summer equinox ends? Because. I'm kind of confused with it. You know, I stepped out the house yesterday. I had my little mustard or I, I, I want to call them mustard. Or I don't know, brown, yellow, I don't know, type of um, pants on the darker brown, you know, with my brown shoes. And I had on a mustard yellow shirt. And people was looking at me like, yo, it's not fucking time. It's not fucking time. OK, I was like, OK, I mean, am I still supposed to bring in be in summer mode? Wearing spring clothes or some shit. I, I don't understand it. I'm just trying to keep up with the, the fashion trend, you know. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I have jackets and things like that that I pull out every fall, every winter. And I was just trying to find out, you know, when should you start preparing your, your, your clothes and, you know, putting, start packing away the summer shit and the spring shit for the, uh, the fall. If you could hit me back and let me know, y'all know the email. I don't have to keep saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Casey on the Beat Show at gmail.com. If you could let me know or comment on my blog page, caseyonthebeat.wordpress.com. If you could do that for me, I appreciate it because I actually want to know what you think about you know, every country, of course, don't have the same amount of um, seasons that we have here, winter, spring, summer, fall. And it also doesn't start 
the same time, of course. But if you do have fall weather, when do you start to wear fall clothing? The colors, that is. And, you know, I'm more than certain if I go to into any retailer right now, and they're probably selling winter to fall clothes. So I'm just trying to fin- figure out when do you actually start wearing it. Um, so um, I had a, a miracle happen over the weekend. Um, I, uh, the birth of my grandson happened on uh, what was it yesterday the twenty the twenty sixth. Sorry for that. My headset hit the thing. Um, yeah, so on the 26th, uh, my, I, I, my grandson came into the world. He's a third. So I want to congratulate my son on that, you know, for becoming a father and his fiance for becoming a mother. Um, I talked to him and I let him know a lot of the things, you know, you've done as a child is no more. The things you are accustomed to are no more. You're no longer living for yourself. You're living for that child. And um, I'm going to work with him and to, you know, to get him acclimated to the way things really work as a parent. Because this is his first time actually, um, of course, you know, being, becoming a dad. So I just want to make sure that he gets all the proper advice that he needs to actually, you know, raise his boy and to be a man. So even if I'm dead and gone, he's still pretty decent on, you know, how things are going to work out for him. Um, but, yeah, I want to congratulate him on the birth of his son, my grandson. Uh, I know he probably thinks I'm not proud of him because I'm not a really emotional person with certain stuff. So I don't really act like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, I don't do that type of shit. I, I'm more of a calm kind of person, so I come, I hold the baby talk to the baby, things like that. And, you know, I leave that to my woman to go overboard for babies. Uh, I think I have enough. So, um, again, I want to congratulate him on that. Also, you know, it's funny, his birthday is near to my birthday, so he's a Libra. We're going to clap to that. We're going to clap to that. Yeah, so I'm a Libra, he's a Libra. You could be a Libra too. Unfortunately, you know, if you're not born in that time period of, what is it, the 21st or the 22nd or something, of September to the 21st, 22nd of October, then your ass out. Um, but congratulations to all those other Zodiac signs too, but we, we, we Libras are the best, okay? We're, we're the best, all right? Let's cut through the bullshit. We're the best. All right, so, yeah, I got a birthday myself coming up on the 1st of October, so I'm going to try my hardest not to party too hard. Um, my woman is stressing out because... She wants to do something for me for my birthday. I'm not really one of those type of people that, oh, I want to hit the club. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, I, I like to chill with my family. I like to laugh, you know, probably drink some cocoa or some shit, eat some donuts, whatever, watch some, you know, a movie or two. I'm not really, you know, one of those type of folks. So you won't find me in the club on my birthday. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm a family-oriented type of guy. So I like to spend a lot of time with my family, you know, so that's that's basically what I do. I know it sounds boring, but I like to make sure that if I get a birthday, that I live on that birthday, that I make it home safely on that birthday. And sometimes, you know, you're riding with your boys and you go to the club and get pissy ass drunk. And then next thing you know, you know, they supposed to be the ones designated driver to drive your ass home. It's your birthday. Why should you drive? But then these motherfuckers are drunk. So, yeah, to eliminate ever having that issue, I'd rather just not go to the club on my birthday. I just don't do that. I don't do the club on the birthday. I don't do it on New Year's. I just got personal preferences about it, superstitious uh, uh, things in my mind about it, that just preferences that make me not want to do things on those particular days. Because with New Year's being on the first, my birthday's on the first, I don't want to make it to the second. That's my whole, you know, thought pattern is to wake up the next day. So that's that's what I mainly focus on. Um, so like I said at the beginning, uh, I, I, I was speaking on, you know, my woman being sick and 
I want to try to take, you know, at least 10 minutes out of my segment to speak about her. Um, when, when she became sick, it was, it was crazy. She actually had had a, um, a hangnail on her finger and it somehow got infected really bad. So she sat there. I want to say she had a hangnail for probably two, three weeks before she decided to actually go to the urgent care to get it looked at. Um, and she went there, and they didn't really do anything to her. They just looked at it, and they gave her some medicine. Now, I, I, I can't remember the name of the medicine. Clendomyosin, I think that was. But they gave it to her. And, um, you know, she's a nurse, so... First things first. So she's in the, the healthcare field. And she took the medicine and she took the doctor's advice. And normally she doesn't do that. She, you know, because she's in that field, she fights about everything. And I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to take that. I'll be okay. Yada, yada, yada. But this particular time, she decided to follow the rules of what the doctor laid out. So she took the clindamycin and probably I want to say after three weeks, almost to a month of taking that medication, she actually had stopped, I think at two weeks. Cause I remember her telling me her stomach was hurting real bad. And, um, this is kind of difficult to talk about, but, she uh she got really really sick from the medication and she, you know we had gotten to an argument and i um i may have said some things i didn't mean she said some things she didn't mean whatever you know typical shit and you know we got into it we had some issues some falling out with our 17 year old and um, we had to put him out. But we ended up, you know, I told him, you know, I know you want to be a man right now, but right now you're only 17, so you need to get your ass back in here. This is your last year of school. You're going to get, you, you know, you're going to graduate. You're going to get your uh, your diploma along with your scholarships, and you're going to take your ass to college. And if you have anything other planned than that, you'll do that shit when you're done doing this shit of what I'm telling you you're going to do. Because right now you have no choice because I'm not giving you one. So we, you know, she kicked him out. I made him come back in because he, he can't make it out here like that. It's not going to work that way. Um, so I don't raise failures. So therefore I made him bring his ass back home and now he's back in school doing what he's supposed to do. Um, so he gave her a real hard time and she was really stressed out about that because that's my stepson. That's her biological son. And she really had a hard time handling that with him. But nonetheless, she had, um, contracted a real bad disease or I want to say it's a disease, but it may not really be a disease per se, but she got really sick to where her intestines was inflamed to the point where she looked like she was probably six months pregnant, five to six months pregnant. And, you know, when the doctor said, you know, yeah, if, y'all, if you guys probably didn't make it here, she probably wouldn't have made it kind of, you know, that kind of conversation. It actually broke my heart because for the first time, you know, she followed the rules and listening to a, another healthcare advisor, it actually made her sick. It didn't make her better. It made her sick. And it could have cost her her life. And this particular um, urgent care center is actually brand new. I never even heard of this, the, the place that runs business. And I should have got the name because I definitely would put them on blast right now if I knew their name. I know they're located on St. Barnabas Road in Oxon Hill, Maryland, 
behind the McDonald's and the Sunshine Shopping Center, but I don't know the name of the company. But they almost cost my wife her life. And that is horrible business practice. Horrible. And every doctor that she's talked to, because like I said, she's in that field. Even when we took her to the hospital, she works for the hospital. And they were like, why would they give you this? Who gave you this? This shit will kill you. We don't even offer that shit to people anymore. You know, the fact that they did that only let one thing be known. They didn't give a fuck about the patient. They gave a fuck about the money they were going to receive for that medication. And while they're concerned about their money, my children could have been without a mom for a fucking dollar, you know, and that's, that really hurt me and it really pissed me off because, I, you know, I, I don't know what the hell, you know, those folks were thinking there, but if you thought you were doing your job, you're wrong. You're wrong. You weren't doing your job. You were looking out for yourself to make some money because nine times out of ten, you probably got a comp from the company that makes that bullshit to even offer it to somebody. See, I know their whole system. It's the same thing with any, you know, it's word of mouth, man. It's just like if you drug dealing on the street, there's no fucking difference from that to the, to the hospital, the pharmacy. Your doctor gets a comp every fucking time he offers you a medication, whether it's good for you or not, he's going to get a comp. For every fucking time he says, oh, you got a new drug called P? Hey, you come in there sick? Here, take this P. It'll make you feel better. And the person that makes the P is going to fucking give him money for it. He's going to get his bonus, then he's going to break that shit down, and he's going to give his fucking nurses bonus. That's how that shit works. But, you know, at what cost is it? Like, I don't understand that you would put somebody's life at risk. Clearly, you fill out a form when you go in these places and they ask you if you have children. This, 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 this. So if you fucking read the sheet, you know she has kids. Why would you do that? You know, and I, and I, and I, I thank the creator for healing her. And bringing her back down to now that she's home. You know, this was a scary ass fucking moment. So when you go to these doctors, these urgent cares, these emergency rooms, research that fucking medicine. It's a free app on the iPhone, probably Android, WebMD. Go on that shit, download it. Go to Google Play Store, go to your iTunes Store, App Store, whatever, Download that shit. When somebody gives you a prescription, you read the fucking effects, the side effects of that shit before you take it. Don't ever fucking take medication if you feel like this shit's going to cost you your life. Ever. Don't ever do that. Because it's not worth it. Because somebody's going to make money off your death. Trust and believe it. Somebody's going to make money off of your death. And they don't give no shit about you, your kids, your mother, father, anybody. They just care about that dollar. And that just went to show that, you know, that's what happened with my woman. And I, I'm like, that, that shit wasn't cool. So you guys got to be, you know, you got to be safe out there. You can't just be out there, you know, just popping a pill because the doctor said so. Because the same shit that's in that clindamycin that gives you, I believe it's called C. diff, is in a meprazole. And at the beginning, I said I had some issues using the restroom after taking that. I wonder why. I wonder why. So now I don't take it no more. I use an herbal supplement, which is the candelua plant, calendula plant, sorry. Calamile tea and applesauce. So again, watch what you're doing out here. You all be safe. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. And this is the Casey on the Beat Show. 
Sorry, I'm just a little upset right now. Peace.